You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited because I have Todd Christensen on the line. Now, once he gets started talking, you might be like, oh, this guy sounds familiar. Well, you'd probably be right. Actually, you are right because he was on episode 188 of the podcast where we talked about spending personalities. And that was a really good episode. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to it because you might realize what kind of spender you are. But today we want to talk about reverse mortgages. So hey, Todd, how are you today? It's so good to be with you again. I'm doing great. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad to have you back. I love repeats because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, So with this topic, um, I wanted to get into reverse mortgages because for one, I've never talked about it on the podcast before. And then for two, I feel like a lot of people don't even know what they are. And so let's just start off there. What are reverse mortgages? So it's a great question because uh, we've heard of them. A lot of people may have heard of them, but they have no idea what they mean, what what they how they work. So, a reverse mortgage is a way of uh, for um, people who are sixty two or older to tap into the equity in their home and use it uh, for whatever purpose they choose, and and then not actually have to have a monthly payment on that on that mortgage. So, it's a way of getting not only getting rid of your mortgage, but also getting some uh, cash income, uh, cash flow through your senior years. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So (laughs) That's too good to be true, right? Exactly. And that's exactly what I was going to say. And I remember seeing, you know, when I would used to watch like, um, you know, television and seeing like the little infomercials come up about reverse mortgages. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this just sounds too good to be true. So I know there has to be some catches with this. What is, what are the catches? (laughs) Yeah. So you're using the equity in your, in your mortgage. That's what the lender is, uh, is doing. They're, they're giving you money against the value of the home that you own. Basically when you take out a reverse mortgage, the lender pays off any mortgage that you have left. And you so you're you're getting some cash, whether you're taking out a lump sum, there are some uh, limitations uh, for how much you can take out, or whether you get it over a certain term or whether you get it over a lifetime. Uh, but at the end of the home mortgage, basically it, it doesn't have to be repaid until the owner of the home either passes away the borrower passes away, or they move out of the home, at which point the mortgage gets paid off by the typically by the sale of the home, or if a family member wants to pay for it, they have the option to buy to buy it. Uh, but the home is usually uh, the the value of the what, what you borrowed, so the value of the mortgage is going up every month instead of coming down. But it's still generally less than the value of the home, so. You can pay off the home and there still might be some uh, equity left from from that that you can distribute, have distributed to your heirs. But that's not always the case. That's kind of the catch is you don't know. I mean, the longer you live, the more, uh, the less equity you'll have in the home to disperse to heirs at your passing. I see. I see. Okay. So I heard you say that it's for 62 and up. Why is that stipulation there? Is it because the life expectancy? Yes. 
Yes, the obviously the uh, longer we live, uh, the less we're going to be able to borrow from that home equity from that uh, the reverse mortgage and so the, the calculations take that into account so if if you want to have a short if you want a lump sum uh, you only get a certain percentage of the equity that's available if you want to take a 10-year term that's you're going to get a little more money than if you take a 20-year term or if you give a life there are options where you can just say i want a certain amount i want a, a payment every single month for as long as i live in this home and the calculations take that into into account, so that uh, the, the more the longer you're likely to be in the home, the lower your monthly payment. So there are stipulations, but at 62, uh, that's that's kind of the, just the limit. They have to put a limit there, otherwise it's kind of you know if you're if you're 40 and trying to take out wanted to take out a reverse mortgage, uh, you know we'd be talking about 20, 30 dollars a month you know, $50 a month, it would, it would be probably pretty minimal, but, uh, it just depends on the size of the home and the amount of equity you have in it. But what I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the things that, um, I used to, until I became a reverse mortgage, uh, was, was, uh, was certified. I'd heard a lot of bad things about reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if you have, uh, heard that, but you know, oh, if, if you die, if you pass away and you, your spouse is still living, they're going to have to get kicked, they're going to get kicked out of the home. And mm-hmm. that, that actually, those were some, those were some not, um, uh, irrelevant questions to ask years ago, but there were some changes that, that happened that, uh, if, as long as you get the, that your spouse is on the paperwork, whether they're a borrower or a um, or not a borrower, if they're not on the title of the home, then they they at least get to stay in the home, even if the um, the borrower passes away. Mm. They may not they may not continue to receive any more payments, but they can remain in the home um, even after their spouse passes away. So the key there is if the spouse is on the title of the mm-hmm. house. Okay. Yeah, if they're on the title, typically they they'll they'll be uh, co-borrowers, which is, and and then the amount of the money uh, the the monthly payout is going to be determined by the younger the youngest the age of the youngest borrower, and it, it can't be younger than sixty two, as I mentioned. If somebody and I was just I was just talking to a couple uh, last week uh, where she's fifty nine and he's in his mid sixties. Uh, and so she could not be uh, a, a co-borrower because she's too young. But as long as she's on the paperwork, um, if he passes away, then she would continue to be able to live there. She just wouldn't continue to receive uh, monthly uh, the, the, uh, the payout. I see. So as someone who's listening to this and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm thinking about my grandpa mm-hmm. um, and just thinking about, okay, would this fit for him, what are some things that we should be thinking about? Like if people are listening like myself who have grandparents or parents that mm-hmm. are eligible, um, what are some things we should be thinking about in order to educate them about this? Like, like I know we went over what are some of the um, qualifications that so you have mm-hmm. to be over 62, um, you have to have enough equity, but what else should we be thinking about if we want to, you know, give them this option? Yeah, that's a good question. The uh, probably one of the biggest things for family members to, to understand is the effect of a reverse mortgage on 
the, the home's equity. It's drawing down the equity as it's paying out the, um, the, this, uh, this payment every, every month. Or if they, you know, you can actually get out the, the, the borrower can take out a, a line of credit instead of a monthly payment or both. There's, there's a lot of flexibility with it. But if, if the family member um, and, and the borrower, so the, whether the chi- a child or a grandchild of the, of the borrower, is expecting to inherit that home, that's, that's an important conversation to have. Uh, because if, uh, if they take out the reverse mortgage, it's going to be more difficult to pay that off over time because the mortgage is going is increasing as i said usually not as much as the as the value of the home and even if it did here's 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 something really interesting tiffy you got a uh, it is pretty cool that even if the if the value of the home or the, the mortgage exceeded the value of the home the the family is able to pay it off at 97% of the value of the home so they can actually get a 3% deal on the home if they if they so choose in many cases though that's not possible for for the children or the grandchildren to pay off so um, the home does get sold the children or the grandchildren are not responsible for paying anything more than uh, any anything Uh, it's not it's not a debt that is inherited by the children Uh, it goes to the estate but the estate then sells it and um, then and that then that's the end of that Interesting. Okay. So, and I guess I'll get a little personal here because I'm just curious on how this could potentially work. So my grandma passed away in September, Mm -hmm. which was very, very unexpected. Mm -hmm. Very unexpected. Thank you. And so, uh, you know, funerals are very, very expensive now. She did have some insurance. She did have Mm -hmm. some life insurance. But it was it didn't cover the full cost, and so my grandpa had to get into a little debt in order to finish paying for the arrangements. And mm-hmm. so, would in this situation, would a reverse mortgage be um, an option for him to kind of transfer, like to kind of refinance or consolidate yeah. that debt? Or would other things be more feasible for that particular situation? Like, who is this good for? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, here's here's the thing. I mean, I, I obviously can't give individual financial advice, okay. but it the proceeds are can be used for any purpose. Okay. Uh, what the borrower chooses to do with them uh, is up to the borrower. But generally, there. I mean, you 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 can you can also that you can look at other alternatives. In fact. As you're going through, uh, if somebody wants to look into a reverse mortgage, they have to meet with a reverse mortgage counselor. And one of the requirements of that counseling session is to consider alternatives, such as, well, what about just a standard home equity line of credit, mm-hmm. uh, which you can borrow against, you know, and you know, uh, the difference being that you have to make monthly payments on that and eventually pay it off. Or looking at uh, maybe county or city programs where you can have them put a, a stop to tax payments for uh, the remainder of the senior's um, uh, residency in the home. There are other options. Uh, the, what you can do, I mean, there's a lot of really cool things you can do with a reverse mortgage. There are, and, and, and so this might be something, because I, I, when I learned about this, I went right to my wife and said, okay, <laughs> I'd never really thought about a reverse mortgage, but 
at least we got to consider this because you could even use a reverse mortgage to purchase a second home. You could buy a, like a fourplex. You could use it to uh, purchase a fourplex and rent out the, as long as you're living in one of the units, a duplex, triplex, fourplex, whatever, you live in one of the units, collect rent for the rest of your life and never have a mortgage payment. Mm. I, it sounds complicated, but there's that's one of the really interesting options that I have heard people looking at doing. And I and I told my wife, so that's stuff that we got to at least consider. Right, right. So, and so are these reverse mortgage rates kind of like regular mortgage rates or like what's the difference there? They're going to be pretty close. Um, it's, it's not going to be, you know, right now, for example, mortgage rates, and I haven't looked at the reverse mortgage rates recently, but our, we're currently at a 7% for a new home typically. So reverse mortgages are probably going to mean that sent very similar to that. And uh, of course, the higher the interest and, and most, except for the, if you take a lump sum, that can be a fixed interest rate. But most of the others are uh, variable interest rates. So the interest rate will go up and down each, each um, maybe monthly or yearly, depending on which one you choose. But as the interest rate goes up, it's going to be less available to you, of course, to borrow against the equity, the, the value of your home. So it will definitely have an effect on how much you get uh, or have access to. But, you know, this is 7%. Uh, are we going to be go back down to the, the days of the 4% and the 3.5%? I, I wish I could say yes. Historically, you know, you go back to the 80s where it was 12 and 15 and 18%. Other than those extremely high months, uh, years, a decade, and our really low decade of the 2000s and early 2000s, or 2010s and early 2020s, six seven percent is pretty normal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's probably about what you can expect going forward. Is just watch watch the rates as they will vary, and it will have an effect on uh, how much you have access to. Gotcha, gotcha. So of course we have to hit on like the con well we hit on some of the cons, but who is this not good for? Like who should not be considering mm -hmm. a reverse mortgage? Yeah, it's a good question. You, you got to understand that even with the reverse mortgage, you still have to pay your property taxes. The uh, lender wants to make sure that you're keeping up the value of the home so that you have to do certain, uh, you have to keep the value, you have to keep the home in good condition. So uh, you're not going to be able to borrow uh, against uh, a home that's that's about to fall down. And whether now or in the future. So somebody who who's can't really take care of their home is probably not a good idea. It's probably not a good situation for them. Um, they also have to continue to make HOA payments if there's an HOA uh, involved. With If you stop making payments to any of those three things, those three entities, you stop making tax, your property tax payments, your, uh, you stop keeping up the home and you stop uh, or you stop paying HOA, you could default on the loan and you could lose the home. Uh, somebody else uh, who might not might not be a great idea for if you know you're not going to be in the home for very long uh, because it's you take out the mortgage, there are fees. A lot of those fees uh, are incorporated, can be or are incorporated into the closing, which means that those fees are going to be gathering interest over the time of the of the mortgage, of the reverse mortgage. So if you're only, if you think your health maybe not, may not permit for a few, um, 
more than a few years, it might not be a good idea. Or if you don't plan on staying in the house more than a few months a year, maybe you are a snowbird and you, you, you go south for the winter, you mm-hmm. have to live in the home um, uh, at least six months and a day every every year in order to um, maintain the, a reverse mortgage. Oh, interesting. So yeah. that's an interesting stipulation. But I guess it makes sense if they want you to keep up the house. Because, yeah. I mean, if you haven't been there in half a year, you don't know what's going on. Right, right. Um, something else to keep in mind that if you are, uh, if you get married, if you, maybe whether you're single uh, at the beginning of the reverse, reverse mortgage or you're widowed uh, and you remarry, that n- new spouse does not have the same protections. Uh, they're not going to be on the reverse mortgage so that if something happens to you, uh, they're at the when you pass away or when you move into a, an assisted living for, I think it's 12 months, um, consecutive months, they're going to have to either pay for the home, uh, pay, for, pay off the mortgage, or move as well. So there are some definitely uh, things, uh, con- uh, considerations to uh, be aware of. So Todd, I mean, this sounds very, very interesting. Um, and especially as someone who has, you know, a grandpa that does qualify, of course, he's over 62. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just thinking about, you know, my mom, when she does get up there in age, she's not quite there yet, but mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, just thinking about this as a young person and how I could help, like, you know, the older generation, you know, kind of understand another option that may be available yeah. to them. So yeah. I just want to make sure that we're hitting on all the pros and cons. Because see, for me, like you said at the beginning, right, about the misconceptions, mm-hmm. for me, I saw those commercials, you know, the infomercials, and I'm like, oh, yeah. gosh, here we go. Another scam. Celebrity like, or- of the day. <laughs> Right. Or something. So um, I want to make sure that people are clear, like this is a legit thing that you could do. And Mm -hmm. you do have to go to a qualified person like Todd um, in order to even, you know, get access to this. So Mm -hmm. that is good. Um, Not just some Joe Schmo can (laughs) put you in a reverse mortgage. Right. and then also just letting people know what it is and the process behind it. Now, if I have one more question, because of course yeah. my brain is always going. That's okay. Going back to if the person who has the reverse mortgage passes away, mm-hmm. um, with the estate, okay, so the mortgage company, of course, they're going to want their money. They take their money. Mm-hmm. Um, once they do that, then the house is the estates now. It now gets passed on, or are there other any other stipulations? If that? the estate can pay pay f- off the mortgage, then it can be passed to the the heirs. Correct. If uh, if not, then it is the, uh, owned by the lender, and they will turn around and sell it. Gotcha, gotcha. So pretty much like any other mortgage, really. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, one other thing I wanted I wanted to, to share because you know you brought up the question: of What happens if you're in a home and after a little while you realize it's not for you? You, you you've got the reverse mortgage. You want to get out of the reverse mortgage. Oh. That you can pay off the reverse mortgage at any time. There's no um, 
there's no stipulation saying you can't, you have to maintain it. You So let's say, okay, well, I, I've got a reverse mortgage and we're in it for five years and we realize, you know, uh, this is this is not working. We've got to move somewhere warmer or somewhere closer to fa- other family. Then you sell the home and you keep the equity. I mean, you keep the difference between what you sell it for and what you owed on the mortgage, just like any other home. Um, the difference being that from the time you get the reverse mortgage, the interest is growing and the size of the of the mortgage is growing. Uh, but it starts, it typically starts small and gets bigger. So you, you can still move, sell the home, pay it off and use equity that's available to you. Gotcha. Okay. So now that you say that and along that same vein, is it possible to refinance out of the reverse mortgage? So let's say you don't want to move, but you or you don't want to sell the house because maybe you want to use it as an investment property or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you realize that a reverse mortgage is not the ideal situation for you. You know, maybe something changed, mm-hmm. and so can you refinance back into like a conventional loan or anything like that? I'm sure you can. As long as the uh, value is greater than the mor- the reverse mortgage that's owed, uh, I'm sure there are gonna you're gonna be able to find um, a lender to basically give you a mortgage on that. Yeah, refi- basically refinance. Yes, you can refinance. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So cool. Well, I learned a ton <laughs> today because I, I came in I came in very wet behind the ears when it came to reverse mortgages. So now I I understand them a, a, a lot better, actually. Um, and yeah. it's not just, you know, some scam or something else, you know, that you see on TV. So yeah, the lenders have to be approved. There's, there's a HUD approved lenders, a list out there. Uh And we, uh, those of us who are reverse mortgage or what we call the the technical term is home equity conversion mortgage or HECM, H-E-C-M. Those of us who are HECM counselors, we can't refer to a specific lender. All we can do is refer to uh, the list that, that HUD has. So it is, it is legit. But if you do see some of those ads, uh, there are some, agencies maybe there are some lenders that try and and steer you to some to to some other non um hud product but i i of course being a being a hud approved um hackam counselor i'm going to recommend you sticking with a, a hud approved lender Nice, nice. And see, just when I said I've learned so much and thought that there was nothing else I could learn, <laughs> sure. I learned what Heckam is. <laughs> oh, my Heckam. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. You are always so um, full of knowledge, and I'm so glad that you brought it on the podcast today. So oh. if people were interested in learning more about you, reverse mortgages, maybe they're, um, they're playing this for their uh, grandparents or parents, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah. How could people get in contact with you? They can reach me at uh, through our organization, Money Fit by Debt Reduction Services, and it's moneyfit.org. And, or they can email me, Todd, T-O-D-D, at moneyfit.org. Perfect, perfect. And I'll make sure I have all of that information in the show notes. And I appreciate you coming on the show and educating us, and I'm saying us because myself included, on reverse mortgages. This was jam-packed with information. And if you all are listening and you want to get in touch with Todd, I'll have all of that in the show notes. So thank you so much, Todd, for coming on the show again. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Bye.
to learn. <laughs> sure. I learned what heckum is. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my heckum. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. You are always so um, full of knowledge, and I'm so glad that you brought it on the podcast today. So oh. if people were interested in learning more about you, reverse mortgages, maybe they're, um, they're playing this for their uh, grandparents or parents, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah. How could people get in contact with you? They can reach me at uh, through our organization, Money Fit by Debt Reduction Services, and it's moneyfit.org. And, or they can email me, Todd, T-O-D-D, at moneyfit.org. Perfect, perfect. And I'll make sure I have all of that information in the show notes. And I appreciate you coming on the show and educating us, and I'm saying us because myself included, on reverse mortgages. This was jam-packed with information. And if you all are listening and you want to get in touch with Todd, I'll have all of that in the show notes. So thank you so much, Todd, for coming on the show again today. It's been my pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.